but the one you love. Now, I'm not trying to... Actually, I've learned over to come, overcome that. Uh, 64 years of marriage, I would be dead by now if I hadn't understood what I'm about to speak about in many different ways. I can tell you something about the military. I want to talk to you about life and death and how we hurt each other. And if you have a problem, please give it a name, like cancer, which is easy to cure, by the way. Easy if you have the right kind of person when to face these mistakes. As an appeaser, I'm giving you a clue right there. Um, but not everybody is, you can cure everybody because they have to be searching and not running, looking for love in all the wrong places. But anyway, having said that, I was, I had a memory, a memory many, many years ago. And I wish I could remember the name of the person, but I know it was 60 Minutes. And I want to base the program here, a little bit at least, as much as I can, about what I want to try to say about what I saw on the TV that was there. God knows how long that is, you know, on the 60 Minutes. I forget the name of the people because they're not, but there was a person that was being interviewed by the host. And I remember this, and it came up to me all about last evening, and it's been playing on my mind over and over again. There's something about the man that the host was talking to. And he was a, a veteran of Normandy Beach. And, you know, the landing cross has that, that back or front that goes down and everybody runs onto the, the beach and gets shot down. That kind of thing's horrible. But he, the, the, um, the person on 60 Minutes, I can't remember, he asked him this question. Were you frightened? And he says, no. He said, but you've got to be afraid. You have to have a fear. He says, I didn't. And it caught my attention. And it's, it's, it, was, it was something about that person that he hardly said anything, but it stuck in my mind all these years, and I began to talk about this to my wife and a, and a guest that's staying here. And now let me just try to make a point here, because it's all about the military. I was in the military in Royal Sussex Regiment in England, and uh, I'm a veteran. And I went under, under the training, uh, the assault course and all that kind of stuff. But there was something about the sergeant. He wasn't a sergeant. He was a, a corporal. And, but he, d he had the, the relationship, the, the, the role of a sergeant major. And he was pretty sharp and strong and mean 
and he screamed at us. And you'll see where I'm going to connect here. Because this is long before I saw the 60 Minutes. But the 60 Minutes, it, it affected me a little bit in a good way. That man says he didn't flinch. I like that. I've never heard it before. There are a few people, a percentage of them, that have something that the other soldiers don't have. And I was the one uh, looking back, looking back at my training. The sergeant major, uh, the person in charge, but he wasn't a sergeant major, but he's doing the same thing. He tried to intimidate me, but he was intimidating everybody else. If you see on movies, every time you see a movie and you have infantry being trained because they're, um, well, they can be, you know. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Uh, good, good evening again. I just, just made to make a point. I've been in the military and went through training. And you know what sergeant majors can do. But I wasn't a person that could be easily intimidated like the rest of my my buddies. Because they are able to, you can actually lose as many of them, but training isn't necessary so much as when you have a more sophisticated situation. Then you are able to learn and have your common sense to work. I know you, you have to be in the military, you have to be told what to do, and I was a buck private. And so it's necessary to scream and yell and try to upset the, 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 uh, the troops, trying to upset them to, to respond like, up we go, soldiers! You know, I don't know how they do it then, but but I, I've even forgotten it a long time ago. But all that, they seem to be uh, exposable. It seemed to be that way. And it, it was that way. Because in the, my experience, the sergeant major 
who's playing the role of Sergeant Major, tried to make me react. And I knew at 18 years old, I will not allow myself to react. This is in my head. Because I know that if I learn to react in my head, and though I didn't, these are words, and you can't put it into words, because we, I doesn't have any words, it's just an, a knowing. And no matter what he said, what he tried to do, I mean, it, 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 it was meant for my good, but it wasn't, for, it wasn't really for my good, because I had a good inside me, he calls it intuition. And the other guys come from all parts of life. And they're all suggestible. And, ex and ex ex they are, how can I say it, not worth much. In my, in my view, all they're waiting for is charge. And that word charge means they're all mechanically. Now this is in England a Royal Sussex Regiment. But I couldn't do that. I would charge, but I wouldn't have an emotion. In other words, I was able to see all around me where the others only just ran out into the, into the, that's how it looked like, in the training. And you could see that something is missing and they're expendable. Yes, they are expendable in, on a high rank and more important where intellectual knowledge is necessary then you pers the person can keep and hold on to his intuition and who he is but most of them I tell you when it says charge all of a sudden the sound of the, of the, of the sergeant major like a hypnotic state run into it, and their machine gun down. So what happens to people like that? I mean, what happens? What happens, let me just jump in a little bit, we can talk about it later on, where a, ha a hand grenade goes up, and uh, somebody sees the hand grenade and the danger of several people and throws himself onto the hand grenade, and he gets blown to pieces. What is it, what causes him to do that? And where is he? I'm just bringing that point up to attach it to what I just said, but it's expendable. But this person wasn't expendable. He did it because he loved his, his friends, died for his friends. How is that case? Where is he now? When we all talk about our soldiers and the bravery of them, who are many, and not all of the people, all of the soldiers I'm speaking about are that way, but in England, and I don't know too much, but I see on the movies, uh, that you know, it seems like every movie has a yelling, screaming, degrading, literally degrading to get a control of those people. And in my opinion, it's only making them worse and a machine and you can send them all out, and you can have your victory, but at the expense of, of men that wouldn't need to die if they had an intuition, if they kept their intuition. 
And it's all about tuition. And I think, but I don't know so much about America, but it was that way. And when I go to the movies, and I'm sure the movies are, 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 are strict about that, I still see it. They are they're being deprogrammed from their, the world they live in and programmed to listen to the sergeant major that says, stand up and let's go, boys. Hey! And it's all, and then they rush in. But what's missing is all around them. All they have got is they, 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 in, in, how can I say it? It's it's a compulsion, and and they die like flies. There's another way. There is another way. Now let me come to my point here. I want to be I want to be spiritual here. Now here comes my story. I was, it's about, when was it? Um, 60 Minutes. You remember 60 Minutes? I don't remember who it was. It didn't make any difference. It was the person that he was interviewing. And he was a Jewish person, so he says. And the, the interrogator said, he says, weren't you afraid when the landing craft lowered its its front end. How did you feel? Now, I, he was on the on the program for another reason, and but also he was you know, one on the Normandy beach, and then the landing craft. And he said, "Don't didn't you feel any fear?" He says, "No." And all of a sudden, this is like forty, fifty years ago. I still remember. I can't remember my own name sometimes. So I'm just just kidding a little bit. But you see, I'm I'm old. I'm almost ninety, and I have no memory. I don't have good memories. There are certain things I still see, and and the the rest of it, I'm just looking for meaning. Always looking for meaning. And there was a man that was, excuse me for saying this thing, but it was the first person. I have ever seen at that point that he was actually saying the truth. Now, I made a point. There could be a better training, and you'd lose much, most of your men, because a, a person who has an awareness is aware of everything around him, everything that's new. He's not just focused on, hey, here I'm going, and with a rifle, and motivated by the screaming person that trained him. A lot of men are lost unnecessarily. We need to train them in a different way. Like the man on the beach. He had his wits about him, and he survived. Now, this is going to bring me to King James Version. I just want to read a little bit to you, if you don't mind. And let me see. It says here, I'm reading, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow, that flieth by day. 
a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Now, I remember opening up a Bible, and that stuck right in my head. And so this evening, somehow it came up with a, with a, a lady that's you know, having dinner with us this evening, subject matter. And I, I brought the subject up, and she read it for me, and I felt a strange, strong feeling. There's like a little tears in my eyes, because I knew it was true. In other words, my point of view is when we're training soldiers in a wrong way. And that there's something about certain soldiers that survive completely. They can be standing up and, and somehow bullets don't get to them where others die quickly because all they have is over the front guys whatever it is that you use I've not been an American soldier but I can't remember many years ago but the, the sergeant major acting hated me and I could not overreact and that's what he wanted he wanted me to overreact and become one of those people who are going to go over the line and just be shot. In other words, ex expended, like everybody else. What we need is different, sir. I, he spent the whole six months or so trying to get me to react like others. Then you got the... Uh, the um, the, the uh, training assault course, and he made it so miserable. He made it so miserable for all the guys in in the, in in the barracks. And he 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 hired, he put explosives there, and it blew me up in a ten feet, fifteen feet in the air. That didn't bother me either. He wasn't going to get to me. Uh, to to go, take it ahead, of, let me take it ahead, a long way away. I'm not no longer in the military. I'm going to a, a, a dance. I don't don't never go, went to many of them. I only earned four dollars a week and gave three to my mother. I only had a dollar, so it, that's all it was about that. And guess who I saw it? I saw him right there. He saw me, and he says, "It's you." It's you. He reacted to me. He couldn't handle me. But I still was a decent soldier. You know, ready for anything. But there's a readiness that I'm speaking about. It's important. Because the gentleman that was on um, 60 Minutes, there was something about him when he was asked the question, um, how did you feel? Did you were you afraid? I'm sure everybody, when they 
in a situation like that, everybody has to have some some anxiety. I mean, even the best of them. But this man, I believed him. I believed he could not react and therefore survive. There's something about that, that magic of climbing out of the barracks, you know, not the barracks, but, you know, obeying the the orders and get up and go and do what everybody else is doing, but there's something that protects you that doesn't protect the others. I want to be able to protect the others. And do you see what I mean? And It stuck in my mind, and it came up today. I want to read something to you. Do you mind? Um, let me see. Here it is. It's um, it's Psalm 71.5, King James Version. And I've read it a couple of times during the many years, but I thought this evening I would just have a chat with you, and maybe we can bring up something about what God is. But it, to me, I have no fear like him. I have been my whole life no fear. And you, could, no matter what it is, nothing has been able to make me disturb. I disturb the disturber. And that's how it should be in our relationships to everyone. And those we, we are born in these days, you know, drugs, alcohol, and something's gone wrong with America, and so much so that you have to be on your guard and not be caught up in that and become one of them, like a soldiers, the soldiers are becoming what the sergeant majors only getting ready, getting ready them for to be, you know, killed. Subject over, basically. But here it is. Here it is. I want to read it to you, please. From um, Palm. I don't think it's the right word, is it? But it's 91 King James Version. Here it is. And you probably know it, but let me read it to you, please. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I shall trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night. You see, you shall not be afraid. See that words? You shall, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth away at noonday. 
a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousands at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. I'm saying this is absolute truth when you understand it, when you really believe it. I was shivering when I had somebody listening to reading it to me. Only with those thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come nigh to thy dwelling. For he shall give you his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall hear thee up in their hands. They shall bear, I should say, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash the foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young, the young lion and the dragon shalt not thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I de deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I, shall, I will answer to him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and shew him my, show him, excuse me, show him my salvation. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not very good at writing, you know, reading like this. I like to speak as, as it comes. But I have spoken about this. What is here is not just for soldiers. It's for us. And I remember, and I'm going to take my calls in just a minute, I remember that man. And I can remember him. And it was in, let me see, it was in, well, it, it, it was in, I can't find it. It was on 60 Minutes. There it is. And um, and this was 91.5 King James Version, in case you want to get a copy of this. Anyway, that person, I have to repeat it over again because I, I sense it that I have what he has. In other words, he was different just with a few words. I could see the difference between just the ordinary Kai. In other words, I have, I have a gift, and he had that same gift, and the light of that gift was shining upon me right through the TV. That's all I want to know. You see, we are human beings. We're not animals. We have an awareness. We have a destiny. What is an aware? 
What is awareness? Is it aware because your eyes? You can be aware with your intuition. Intuition is important. It's another way of seeing. You can even use it to be able to see where you're going, basically. There are some people I've heard of that they can actually see, even though they have no eyes. That's very rare, but it is so. I'm saying that every one of us can have that, that, that future. What I read just now is something you need to read again and again or have someone read it to you again because somebody else reading it well someone wrote, read, read that to me this evening and if, if I was to read it it wouldn't have an effect that it did but the lady that was with us she read it to me and I felt the warmth all over me 800-866-8883 I'm going to take my program Uh, Teresa, what what is the problem you got? Hello, Mr. Masters. Hello, uh, hello. I've been listening to you for about 20 years, off and on, yeah. and I know that every single thing that you have ever predicted or said has come true. Yes. Um, I have recently been diagnosed with a so-called rare blood disorder where my bone marrow is producing too many proteins that attach themselves to the muscles in my body, like yeah. the spleen or the heart or the liver. Yeah. I'm just wondering, could this possibly be something spiritual or, uh, you know, I, I don't even know, but... Um, That's a, it's a good question. It's because a, it's a very, it's a very no, good question. There's no cure for it. They don't know where it came from. Only 6,000 in a million people get this particular uh, uh, blood disorder. And uh, I've done your meditation with success, and it's off and on. I haven't done it lately. But I just wonder, if, is there something that is spiritual within me that I'm producing this? And, um, you know, that's really my call. Oh, no, you, you expressed yourself very well. Thank you. Uh, not ex you, you expressed yourself just beautifully. It's, the problem is, I heard, that you do the meditation, and then you fall away from it. Yes. And you can't do that. Okay. If you, if you, in other words, you have one choice, and that choice is from death to life. In other words, at any point in your suffering of life, I have anxieties and fears. If you can find your Creator and dwell with Him, in a manner of speaking, give yourself to Him so He flows through you, and everybody. Uh, okay. Jesus was saying, why call me good? Only the Father in heaven is good. There's no good in the world. No good as we, as we should know it. You have to, lots of people are kind and, and, and all that sort of stuff and generous and all. But there's something much more than that. It, mm -hmm. it, it cures everything and gives you salvation, and makes sure that things that are bad don't hurt you anymore. 
Anybody who tries to hurt you gets hurt by trying to hurt you. That's mm -hmm. my experience. Nothing can touch you. I'm speaking about, you know, the King James, the King James Version of... Um, well, he that dwelleth in the mouth. <laughs> I, I can't remember it now. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, I've got myself some problems here. Anyway, but I was reading something. I did hope you would re read this part. He, okay. he says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then it goes again later on. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows. It goes on like that. And thousands will fall at thy side, and ten thousands are right hand, and nothing shall come to you, no harm. That is a possibility to everybody living. Mm. But we have it the other way around. Now, let me just tell you something. Okay. I just had a blood disorder myself, and it was a mischievous thing that somebody did to me. It was a nurse. That hates, that resents me for years, and finally she couldn't help, but she put something in my blood, and uh, I'm not going to say any more. But immediately, sepsis. Sex, I think of the word. It's very difficult for me to pronounce sepsis, meaning it's a blood disorder, and I collapsed. It, it was given to me in the morning, and I collapsed in the afternoon, and I was there. It was four hours, and I, w I came back to life again. And I was out of the hospital in the third, the third or fourth day. I was strong again. Hmm. I'm saying that all the things I ever have to go through, I can explain, express this to you, hundreds of different things. And the worse it gets, the stronger I become in not reacting. Because if you react, listen carefully, you, if you react, you will be pulled away from paradise lost for the future, for the purpose for which you're created. And so you had a blood disorder, but I did too. And I, I woke up, and I, I knew what was, what caused it. I didn't hate the hurting. I let it. Revenge is mine, saith the Lord. I will pay back. I follow that to the T. And because I have been following that all my life, all the terrible things that would happen to anybody else happened to them that tried to do this to me. Now we come back to you, the blood disorder. Are you still with me, Teresa? Yes, I am. You are still with me? I've got to put my iPhones on. Okay. Are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, that's good. Now, what you need to do is you cannot go on. You cannot go on meditating and getting an experience of some kind, and then you're on and you're off. You're either okay. on forever or lost forever. Do you understand? Okay. Now, yes. This is not a. This is not meditation. It is not a cure for your problem. I it's, understand. See, because there's only one thing that you you didn't make yourself, you didn't create yourself, and so you cannot s fix yourself. 
because there's such a thing as sin and and redemption of sin. And so when you come into the world, you the world comes into you, and sooner or later, because the world comes into you, you take on the identity of the world and the behavior of the world and the struggles of the world to fix themselves, and they cannot. And then you go to the doctors, and maybe they help you to live longer, but it's always wronger. Because you, there's a root that has to be discovered, and it's the root that you have to come to, and it's called the light. You, when you came into the world, you lost it because your parents and the teachers and all the things around you overcomes you. And the minute you overcome, you start to struggle. I, I, I know you believe in God, but you have to believe in Him, not about Him, in Him. And the meditation I am giving you, especially... I'm, I'm absolutely sure you can grasp the fact that the, the, the he that dwelleth in the house of the secret place of Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Amalti. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror of night, nor for the arrow that flies through the day. It's, he takes it out from not just illness and diseases, but also in the things that happen to you that never will happen to you because no matter how much they try to hurt you, no matter how they try to kill you, you will survive. Okay. And you don't know how you can survive. But the point is, but if, he, if you can live, if you can let him come into you forever. And so it would be this way. If you be still enough, you will know who he is. The scriptures even say it. Be still and know I am God. Okay. Now, what you need, my dear lady, is to give up struggling because okay. you're making yourself sicker. And so if you have a sickness, be patient with the sickness and don't get upset with it and don't rush to your hospital. Listen, you may need some help. There's nothing wrong with that. But you must, when you go to the doctor and he gives you, gives you some medicine, it may do some good, it may not do some good, but you do need to do something. But the something is the most something of all. It's okay. not reacting. In other words, the minute you react, the minute you react, if one person can upset you, a million people can do it, one after the other. You'll always be reacting always having a suffering of, of sickness or any kind of disease, and then you struggle with it, and you just get, you get exhausted struggling with it, you drink, you drugs. But if you be still and know, I am God. That's what he says. Be still and know, I am God. So you could become perfect. When you, how you become perfect is... Take your situation right now and understand that you have deserved it. Do you understand? Mm. Uh, now, are you upset about things? Uh, I can answer the question. Yes, you have been upset. You've tried to fix it. You're, you're doing Roy Master's meditation, but that doesn't cure you either. It only brings you to your creator. He, I bring you to him. And if you listen to me, 
uh, it, it will be similar. If I am not a liar, if I am telling you the truth, then the truth is not me. And Jesus wasn't the truth. He was the extension of the truth and the love. And so he said it very clearly, but Christians don't get it. Why callest thou me good? There is no one but good but God. Therefore, I am, I'm going to add some words. If I was Jesus, I would say, I didn't cure you. My God that I love and hold fast to, he has given me this power of causing other people to see what I have seen. Do you see what I have seen? And because you have seen it, and trust where I'm coming from, this is not Roy Masters helping you. This is Roy Masters that got off the track about the subject matter of my program, and all of a sudden I'm focusing on you, and the light is coming through me, and you can hear this, because I don't do very good when I'm doing talking about things, but when I'm talking about the spiritual things, it's all there. And when okay. I have to go for trial and tribulation, which I, I meant I had your problem, the illness I had was a blood disorder, and it kills, yeah. it kills more 80% of people of my age. And I was yeah. out of there in, in, in two or three days, three or four days, and I was just okay. fine, fine. And the person who did it to me, I don't hate him. I don't resent him. Okay. See? Okay. I, I, uh, but what Mr. did you get? What, well, what did you, you get from that? You what did you meditate? get? I'm in a meditation state, twenty four hours a day. Oh, okay. And that's the, the meditation brings you to God. It isn't the cure; it's the way to Him. When you came into the world, the world got into you, and so you, you as a baby, you come into the world, and your mother. And your failing father, a guarantee, failing father, too strong, too weak. And your mother, so it comes up through the mother, through the failing of the father. And so also, therefore, you are coming into the world because the world is coming into you and, you, and it doesn't sit well with you. And so it should. It sh what is happening is not your fault. You haven't sinned. You haven't sinned in your life, even though you think you have. Because when you come into the world, the world comes into you, and it lives through you. And, and okay. it leads you to illness and sickness and diseases. And, and you struggle with it, and you, you try to get somebody who knows about it, but they don't know about any at all. And if anybody gets cure, it's only because of what we're talking about. They finally okay. found the truth that sets them free and cures everything. And everything starts to move and have its being through you. And the blood pressure goes down. And the blood sicknesses disappear. And it become okay. purified. You become purified, but you can't allow yourself. In other words, it isn't you. When you sit quietly, there'll be a, a moment where all your emotions melt. All your emotions, you'll never have an emotion again. And what you'll have is light coming through you 
that you can't see the light, but other people can. They, ha in other words, it has an effect on destroying their emotions and it, well, uh, the the harm that they're going to do to you. They cannot harm you no matter what. Okay. Uh, and I, I want really you. Love yeah, I yeah. love what you said when you yeah. said that you were in a 24-hour meditative state. I love that. So, thank you. It must last forever because it's the little things that uh, affect the Almighty. It's little, little okay. things. And for instance, if you have a, a surfboard, I use this example, and you stand on it, you can't, you can hardly, you fall off. But if you do it every day for a week, a month, a year, three or four years, before you know it, you've got a 50-foot wave and you're having fun. Mm -hmm. But it comes to you a little bit at the time. Or, so when Jesus says, become perfect as your Father in heaven, it becoming is, a, is, a, is equivalent to a, a, a verb. It means a little bit every minute, every second. Become aware of the flowers and the bees and get rid of the all the thoughts, uh, silly thoughts, bring up the resentments and the judgments you have and just see that it's all getting in the way of happiness and paradise lost. Get that now? Okay. Did, you get, did you get it? I did. I understand. And thank you very much for your time. Yes, but did it help you? Yes, it did. I'm glad. It's just I'll be a, meditating as soon as I finish talking to yes, you. Yes, but it, you understand the meditation doesn't cure. It leads no, you. It, it leads you. To, yes, That's right. It to the light. Yeah, and don't, what I'm saying, don't help it. In other words, if you sit and meditate and you look at your eyelids like I show you, if right. any, any thoughts come up, you look them away. You look okay. at them. And so the light shines on it, as, on that image, and it goes away and has no more power over you. Okay. And only good is coming through you. And so every day is your life is a little moment for you. You get up in the morning and people do harm, cruel things to you. Calm. And then to watch for the resentment, watch it, and it disappears quickly. Watch it. Okay. And it all goes away, and so does your sickness go away. I guarantee I you, you'll be you'll be you'll be healthy in a week, uh, uh, even maybe <laughs> tomorrow morning. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Okay. All right, all right. Thank, be good. Thank you, sir. You, you bye welcome. Bye. I'm coming to the end of this hour in about um, 12 minutes. I just want to sh share with you, as a, uh, your dad should have been able to do this, but he makes the common mistake that every man makes, and, and the women, they're looking for, looking for a man. But isn't the man that is what she needs? What she has to have 
is the God in the man. So I will speak to the ladies because the trouble with all of us and trouble with men is that they're still subject to their mother. And there's a tendency when you get older, whether you recognize it or not. If you have a very bad mother, you try to find a good one, but then the good one is usually when you're looking for it with willfulness and you see a person that seems to love you all of a sudden is not the person at all. It's a person who knows how to manipulate you like a, um, a drug pusher and you become drugged. And if you give you, the, you give you the drug you need, it's called lust. But you thought it was love. There is no love. The women can't love that way. They need a man. Adam, how can I say, Eve controlled Adam. And the, the scripture is so beautiful, the beginning of human beings. There had to be a, if you have a kangaroo, or an ostrich, and you're in America, and there's only one, a couple of ostriches, before you know it, you can have thousands of them. But you have to have a pair. And the, the pair I'm speaking about is Adam and Eve. And the beginning of it, knowing full well, God in his wisdom, knowing that no matter how many men and women, uh, Adams and Eves, he made, they will all make the same first mistake. And that's it, we're over. And so, so shall he be bonded to the woman as one flesh. So men are really subject to the woman. And the tendency is, the tendency is, even though you've come into the world, you've come into the world with intuition. And that is still there in you. Asking you, ladies and gentlemen, do you have intuition or are you just a machine being taught by your rabbi or your preacher you don't need the, the, the jesus came to take us away from everything including churches you don't need a church what you need is connection to him privately go into your room and play and pray in a manner of speaking go into that room and sit and be still, and know, I am God, and you ain't, and nor is your preacher, or your teacher, or your rabbi. Jesus came to take away all religions, all. All you need to have is to understand that he is coming from a God. And when a person such as myself, having, having, I can't find the word really, so bear with me. When I was, when I was a young kid, I had what I had. I had a good mother, a magnificent father. And when I asked him, what's the meaning of life, Dad? And I didn't see him very often. He's busy. There was a, a, a very serious period of time where people couldn't get jobs in those days. It was just disaster. You couldn't see him. 
often, but he was always there for me. It was like a, a it was a, like a big, um, something over the house. Something over the house that, that let me become who I am. In other words, I've lived from my intuition ever since I can remember. And my father says, when I ask him what the meaning of life is, he says, you can find it. It's within you. Just wait and see. And what I discovered, if I may say so now, is taking me in a different direction from my opening program. My father died when he was 42. And I, he visited me in a boarding school when I was very young. And, uh, but I knew when the, when the teacher says that the headmaster wants to speak to you, I knew what it was. It was a little pain. pain. A little bit. Uh, I was able to put dirt on his coffin as the older member of the family, male member, and that was it. But what I, I was walking down the street one day. I'm just telling you this little story. I was walking down the street. It was raining. And uh, I would go up to a, a stranger from behind because I know how my father walked. And he turned. It wasn't him. And all of a sudden, something says, that's not your father. I am your real father. It didn't say in words, but it was in my head. And there was there's no words, but I can I can translate that sense. That is the same words that my father gave me. It, and it said in the in a in a moment. He says, "Your father is not your father. I am the father of your father." And I understood what it was, and I've been ever—I've been that person ever since. I didn't know what I had. Nothing upset me. Nothing just, nothing got in the way. There was dangerous situations, sickness, disease, suffering, violence. I survived them all, and I said, "Like you're getting on a, you want to learn how to go on a fifty-foot wave." You do it in little pieces. And every day, whatever it is, it's another little piece. And every piece becomes a bigger piece because you're able to deal with things that you couldn't do before. He will never give you more than you can take. The Creator is writing your story. The Creator loves you and He's acting through you. And you don't have to make any decisions. You're free to see the, the flowers and the bees and the dandelions flowing. You're able to follow the, your common sense and learn how to see through people so they can't hurt you. See? And if they do hurt you, you don't hate them back. Revenge is mine, say the Lord. I will pay them back. And so this is basically my story from the King James Version. This 
I opened it with Normandy Beach landing craft with a person on 60 Minutes. And he was, when I looked at him, and when the uh, person interviewing him, I forget his name, he said, Don't you, weren't you afraid when you came out of the landing craft and the, the chain went down and everybody ran out? He says, no, I wasn't afraid at all. And I can say the same thing. I'm not afraid at all. Not afraid. And the more I, I, the more I have that light guiding me, creating, it's a very interesting story. If you ever saw a good movie, it always ends up with a magical ending. And all the it, the, the best mo- movies are you can't figure it out what's going to happen next, and you can't figure out what's going to happen next. But there's something in you that's always ready. And the whole thing is, the whole gashmir. This is Jewish. The whole the thing is, what is something about you that, no matter how serious, how horrible, whatever it is that's coming to put. Every you start right now by recognizing that your emotional state has demoralized you, and you you have a a situation in yourself which is uh, an animal in conflict, a human in conflict with its animal nature, and the animal nature is not of God; it's of the emotions that the animals have. And it just it just it takes you away from this inner light. There's an inner light, and the light will shine through your eyes to other people. It will shine. It's just. It's, let me say it again. Your eyes come from the sun or some lighting, but I'm saying another light when you sit still and know he's God, another light will come through you and recapture you. And you will suddenly shudder just for a moment and wake up and see that no one can upset you, no one can ignore you. And everything you do is never wrong. That's all there is to it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, please support this program. Please support it. Post Office Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. And then the, 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 the um, phone is 800-877-3227, Business Hours, West Coast Time. Thank you very much. I did hope, hope I helped the lady and you listeners. Thank you.